With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. They had a little box lunch thing for the crew, for the TV crew, earlier in the day. But I had not really eaten much of anything there. And so she said, um, what can I get you? I said, anything. I, it, just something I can, you know, whatever, put away quick. So she brings back a, uh, I hand her the credit card. She goes and gets it. She brings back a footlong. It was a footlong hot dog. It was not bad. She goes, well, I hope you enjoy it. I said, why? She said, it was, <laughs> she said it was not cheap. And so I was trying yeah. to guess how much. I think it was $12 yes. for that. And so that's when I texted the picture to you and Jeff. And I said, <laughs> oh, that nasty dog. Hot, hot dog at Jerry World, $12. And then I put in quotation marks, well, it is a hot dog. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, from Jerry. So there was there was that. No, I was just going to let you know about McDonald's. They can, they're Thanks. continuing those 20 days of food specials. And they say they're going to go back to the well, so to speak. It started off, remember with the BOGO on Big Macs? Yes. They were doing the buy one, get one. Well, they've got buy one, get one free again today, tomorrow, Wednesday. Or Big Macs? Yep. But yeah, you gotta have, but okay. you gotta have it in the app yeah. though. All right, you gotta get it through the app. So just, just give me the heads up. Not I will be to... needing to save money because I did spend a grip at state. I, you That's know. It. yeah. You know what? Since we're in the middle of inconceivable, <laughs> let's let's get that. Let's break that down for you a little bit here. First of all, against my advice, you went and you booked a room at the Lowe's hotel, which did you say was like five hundred bucks a night? Yeah, uh, with tax is what it wound up doing. It wound up being like nine. 56 so you spent almost a thousand dollars on two nights at a hotel mm-hmm. okay and did you walk from the hotel to the deal i did but you had parking right media parking didn't you yes through that seat geek app you mm-hmm. know the yes. deal, right uh-huh. yeah so you could have done that you could have stayed at another hotel and then just media parked over there you know you could have done that you know so you had that all right all right so we're going to count close to a thousand dollars hotel how much would you say you spent on food a lot. I, well, oh, I, I, I gathered. Well, I would say at least 50, 60 bucks at the stadium eating all those hot dogs and okay. burgers. All right. So now we're at about uh, $10, $25, almost $10, oh. $1,050. Well, I definitely got, they make you pay for higher speed internet. I paid for that. Two $9 bottles of water. How much was the high speed internet? $15. Okay. I'm, all right. I'm adding up. Um,. Yeah. I did buy some people drinks. I don't know who I. I'm Daddy Warbucks apparently. Okay, all right. So how much did you Net, spend on that? Probably hundred dollars at the bar. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Then your gas expense. Oh yeah. About fifty each way. Each way. Yes. Yeah. All right. Hundred. All right. You would you like to know what your total is? Sure. Your weekend cost you about thirteen hundred dollars. Just letting you know that. That's thirteen hundred dollars. Well, <laughs> I, had, I have. A lot of fun. All right, all right. That's that's fine. Just just letting you know. That that's, was a lot of money. That, okay, a couple other things for you. Um, the um, Remember uh, last week, and in fact, we had the update on this on Thursday when I was uh, 
uh, when I was uh, up in Arlington doing the show about P-22. Remember the mountain lion, the one that ate the, or killed yes. the chihuahua? Uh, and they finally, because it had been tagged, and they were able to track it down, and they got it in. So they got it in, and then they realized it was in bad shape because they think it had been hit by a vehicle, oh. and it had uh, significant trauma to its head, right eye, and internal organs. Uh, also, that there were significant pre-existing illnesses, including irreversible kidney disease, chronic weight loss, extensive parasitic skin infection over oh his God. entire body, and localized arthritis. So they did what was called <clears throat> compassionate euthanasia. So they put P-22 down. I'm sure the Chihuahua was happy about that somewhere. but uh, that's terrible. Yeah, conducted under general anesthesia. And uh, so, as they called it, compassionate euthanasia. So, so he's... Made me sad. Yeah, I know. Sorry. That. So I'll finish with something happy for you there. You ever see those Christmas ornaments that look like a pickle? You know, those little green ones that have little buttons on the hand? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know there's a meaning to them? Apparently, according to uh, German Christmas culture, it's a quirky custom and custom known as Weihnachtsgurki, or Gurki, like a Gurki, you know, Weihnachtsgurki, or Christmas pickle. Uh, New York Times reported that out of 2,057 Germans polled, uh, 91% did not know about this custom. But uh, there was a, uh, it's a custom that means you hide it on the tree. Okay. And please, no text line jokes about hiding the pickle, okay? I'm oh. just saying. It's a Christmas tree ornament. And when the little kids find it, it's supposed to be good luck and they get a really good present if they do that. So, that, in fact, the first child to find the pickle ornament would be awarded with the first present, an extra present, or the job of handing out the presents, as well as good fortune for the entire year. See? So we finish on an up note. Oh, there. yes. All right. 4C74. There it is. All right. We have hour number two of Light the Tower coming up on the Horn 1049, 1019 AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Kendall Jenner has a birthday today. Ooh, shout out Devin Booker, man. You're living good. 27 years old and has a type. Yeah, definitely has a type. Is that fair? Yeah, light-skinned brothers who Wants to date an NBA guy and a talented. No, you can say it. Second hour of Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Wade. Snoop Danny with it. Jeff Howe out again today. Hope to have him back tomorrow. He's feeling a lot better, and uh, we may have him back in the fold tomorrow. Uh, we're with you up until uh, through Thursday, and then uh, off for the holiday weekend. Uh, out Friday, out Monday, and then Tuesday, I believe, uh, Jeff will join me down in San Antonio. Uh, we'll look forward to bringing you uh, shows down from San Antonio from the Alamo Bowl Uh Press conferences down there, and then the uh, Alamo Bowl itself. Uh, obviously, on Thursday night, the the, uh, the 29th, eight o'clock, and our coverage will get it for in the afternoon. 
and uh, you may have heard uh, we brought it to you as our Longhorn Notebook last hour. Bijan Robinson making it official this morning that he will not be in the Alamo Bowl or back next season. He's preparing for the NFL draft. He was uh, kind enough and nice enough to go forward and uh, hold a uh, media availability today so he could answer all those questions and go forward on that. So we wish him all the best. Uh, DeMarvey and Overshone yesterday tweeted out that he would not be returning uh, for or he would not be uh, participating in the bowl game. And uh, we've not yet heard from uh, Roshan Johnson, so we haven't heard uh, on uh, a decision on him yet. But those two guys definitely will not be back. I, it's, I've had a lot of people ask me, because we were talking about Roshan being a really nice guy, and he and Bijan, two of the nicest guys and really coolest student-athletes I've been around. And I said I would leave out a lot of people, and sure enough, somebody went, Ellinger? Absolutely. Sam goes on the list. Colt McCoy goes on that list. Vince Young goes on that list. Um, there's there's many, many. It's Cedric Benson. I got along great with Ced. I got to know him when he was in high school running over people with, uh, with Midland Lee. Um, so, I'm good friends with his brother, Dominic. Very nice. So, I mean, it, you know, it goes on and on and on and on. And I think of the Longhorn, great Longhorn baseball players. I mentioned uh, Houston Street. And, and I, I got a, uh, I got a uh, text from uh, uh, Douglas Hoto III over the weekend because Doug went to Bernie. And so he was at the game on Friday. He was all fired up about it. So good to hear from, uh, uh, from Dougie on, on Friday. And um, uh, so, yeah, this, this place cranks out a lot of uh, uh, not only great athletes but great people as well and I'm I talked about Logan Eggleston from the uh, I talked about Logan from the volleyball team and uh, Texas volleyball winning the national championship as well uh clean up from hour number one Bevo Lance Jason says I'm sitting in my car eating my homemade peanut butter sandwich and uh, homemade peanut butter sandwich and apple for lunch shaking my head with a frown hearing Snoop's weekend meal cost <laughs> <laughs> mm. You said you did a lot of fast food yeah. up in the press box, right? I did. I did. Um, my spotter, of course, is Andy Way, my yeah, oldest son. Andy. And uh, he went up to the press box because he knew that concession costs, costs were more reasonable up there in that press box. And it, there was a time, Stu, for years and years of the state championships, there was no cost for media meal. They had plenty of it you know back in the day and still at some places we you go to them uh places around here uh where uh, you know where the, the media is well taken care of by the local isds at games i mean you can you can just rattle off the day. i mean just uh, a couple of weeks ago when i was out at that quarterfinal game between duncanville and spring westfield over in georgetown and then, you know great spread set out there and you know, I think all the way back to August 27th, the first Friday night of the regular season, and I was doing a game for television. We're doing uh, Manville against Shadow Creek at that beautiful, gleaming Freedom Field Stadium there south of Houston, uh, near Pearland, kind of between Pearland and Alvin in that community, Iowa Colony. And, uh, I mean, they had like Cajun seafood they were rolling out Word. in that deal. <laughs> so so uh, there's there's places that they – People treat people very, very well, and uh, that's that's good to see. At least you got free soda pop and coffee. I mean, that would have cost you like ten bucks. Yep, yep. <laughs> there's plenty of that. But you know, I try to uh, just drink almost exclusively water during that time. I've had a lot of people ask me, and I thank you, really and truly. I thank you. A lot of people uh, on social media going, "How's your voice? Your throat okay? You doing it?" 
damn, how many games you do? What are you still? Because it was, you know, if you go back a week to last Monday, uh, there were two counting yesterday, two Longhorn men's basketball games, one Texas women's basketball game. Uh, so that would be three basketball games, seven high school football state championship games, and we did a 90-minute television show wrap-up after that. Um, so yeah, it was it was a lot of it was a lot. It was it was um, ten games in a television show in in the span of of seven days. Uh, but I'm a firm believer in that whole uh, ounce of prevention beating a pound of cure thing. So you try to take care of your throat. Uh, as a broadcaster, the best you can. Uh, now, th- now I can tell. I don't know that anybody can tell that much. Maybe a little bit that I'm a little bit bottomed this morning. I get a little bit of rasp, but not much. Um, if I had to call a game tonight, I could call a game tonight without much difficulty. But, but you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline can feel it toward the back, and then that means you need some rest, and I didn't get an awful lot of rest either, but hey, it, you know, it's the old thing, I'll sleep when we get to Christmas Eve or something, you know, I'm not going to worry about it uh, now, and uh, had a great time, great producers to work with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gary Reasons is a tremendous analyst to work with, you know, a lot of people, you know, they know Gary Reasons, of course, because he played for the New York Giants on a couple of Super Bowl champions. And he's a true, but he's a Texas high school football product. He played at Crowley, uh, and then and then he played college ball at Northwestern State. And in Fort Worth, Crowley. Yeah, just on the south side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, it was, you know, and and all of our reporters, um, you know, people ask me, but well, there's a lot of young ladies out there uh, reporting, and they're they're all very sharp. They all uh, are well-educated, and they all work very hard and did their homework and asked real intelligent and really good questions on the, on the conference calls. Uh, they knew their stuff, and, and they did. Uh, one of our reporters, uh, in fact, she didn't work any of the games that I worked in the championship, but we worked with her on the Galena Park North Shore Atascacita game a few weeks ago, and she did work some of the state championship games. Shelby Coppage is a Vista Ridge graduate. She played volleyball at Vista Ridge and, uh, and, and uh, graduated between uh, the graduation times of my two daughters. So she was like uh, two years younger than my oldest daughter, two years older than my youngest daughter. And so she knew them, and uh, she did a really good job. So there were, the, you know, it was, it was impressive, all, all the work that was done. In fact, uh, and, and then, of course, uh, we had C.T. Steckel as our other reporter, and you're going to hear his conversation in our Flex 30 update coming up at the bottom of the hour uh, with Reginald Samples, right after we called the state championship with Duncanville, defeating Galena Park North Shore, finally getting over that hump to hand Reggie Samples his first state championship as a head coach, and you'll hear that postgame conversation coming up. Um, I did want to get to this because yesterday Texas men's basketball and Texas women's basketball both won their games in Dallas at the American Airlines Center. And um, the women won the nightcap, or the second game, 
Uh, The real nightcap was last night. Baylor men played uh, Washington State there in a game that tipped off shortly after 9 o'clock. It was a quadruple header. And the Baylor men won that one, I think, 65-59, pretty late last night. The game prior to the Baylor women were stunned. They were were really uh, beaten pretty soundly by Arizona. But in the two games, the uh, Longhorns won uh, both the men's and the women's game. The women won, and we'll hear from Rory Harmon in their Longhorn notebook coming up at the bottom of the hour. They forced 29 turnovers to beat USC, uh, 62 to 48. They won by 14. But you said you were even listening to some of that. Snoop, were you driving back from somewhere when you were listening to the women's game? Yes, I was. Well, well, from Arlington. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I, I hopped in right when Shaylee Gonzalez was going off, and she did 22 points to lead them, <laughs> and uh, and then and then of course it started off with the Longhorn men. Again, Stanford, second year in a row to play Stanford in this event, this Pac-12 coast-to-coast showdown. Remember last year, the men's and women's basketball teams played a doubleheader in Las Vegas, and the men played Stanford and beat them. And then the women, they had to scramble to find an opponent because Arizona had to pull out due to um, due to protocol issues. And so San Diego came in and, and a solid San Diego program and really pushed Texas for a while before the Longhorns pulled away the Texas women to win that one. Uh, but the Longhorn men beat Stanford for the second straight year. Uh, they had a good end of first half run and a really good start in the second half. Stanford made a run. And and I think about this. This is one of these weird oddities that happens sometimes in basketball. Stanford made a run. They were down 15. It was 55-40. to 40. And it gets to 59-53. to 53. So they're within six. And uh, one of the Cardinal hits a shot. I think it was Michael Davis. Uh, hits hits a shot in the corner. Uh, Michael Jones hits a shot in the corner. It's ruled a two, but the official gives the little winding motion to the scores table as they run back down the floor. What that means is when we get to the next dead ball timeout, we're going to come over and look at the monitor and see if it was a two or a three. For the moment, they ruled it a two. So it trimmed the margin of four, and I said this is as close as Stanford has been since uh, in the first half. Then the Longhorns go on a bit of a run uh, before the next full timeout comes, and they push it back out, I think, nine. uh, And so then they, they get to a timeout. During the timeout, they go over and they look at the monitor, and they determine that it was indeed a three-pointer. So instead of it being 59 uh, at the time, uh, it, it goes to 56 points for Stanford instead of 55. And by that time, the Longhorns were up nine. That made it 65-56. But technically, technically, as I said on the air, nobody knew it at the time, but the lead had been cut to three, not four. It was actually cut to three. It just wasn't officially ruled as a three-pointer to trim the margin of three until they got to that dead ball timeout. And by then, the Longhorns had pushed the margin back out. So they go on and get the victory. Marcus Carr, huge second half. He had two points in the first half, 15 in the second half. Uh, Also, Serge Jabari Rice continues to play really well for this Texas team. Uh, And um, all of that was part of the conversation I had after the game. Eddie Orrin and I visiting with Longhorns acting head coach uh, Rodney Terry. 
Once the team found a rhythm, it looked like things really got going, and then after Stanford made the push, a good answer. Yeah, you know, Craig, it was probably our best second-half defense of the year. I thought our guys came out with a lot of energy and a lot of pop in the second half, especially sitting down and trying to guard those guys. I thought we came out and we moved the ball a lot better in the second half as well in terms of attacking in transition on our terms, changing sides of the floor, getting a chance to get downhill on those guys a little bit. How about the second half for Marcus and what he was doing, giving you offensively? Well, we got an older team. These guys here all play for one another. You know, coach has done a great job job is still in these guys, you know, our culture in terms of how hard you have to play and making winning plays on both ends of the floor, being great leaders, and, and Marcus has been a great leader this whole season. Talk about the leadership of your older players, your, especially your guards, when you go a possession or two and you don't score, what they're doing on the floor, the adjustments they're making on the fly that's coming from that huddle, but what they're doing on the floor as a, as a veteran players. Well, there's a lot of experience out there with Rice and Tyrese is a younger guy, those guys out there, but Marcus and Timmy Allen, those guys, a lot of times they come to the huddle and they suggest things likewise and you know just their experience and presence out on the floor they don't get rattled you know what I mean they they keep their poise you know we go back out and, and we try to execute the things we're trying to execute but uh, I think poise more than anything right now and experience is really big for our team you think the guys enjoyed being back here playing in an NBA town in an NBA arena yeah we were ready to play I mean we had a couple really good days of practice our guys have had great energy and a great approach and a great attitudes about everything and you know they were excited about getting up back on the floor and competing again and uh, uh, against a good opponent you know well coach Stanford team. And now a turnaround getting ready for Wednesday night home game. Yeah, another well-coached team coming in our place. You know, Louisiana's got a really good team. they got an NBA prospect in a center in Brown and some lethal scores out there as well. We'll have to come in and play really hard and bring an unbelievable competitive spirit. Yeah, and that, that'll be the game on, um, uh, on uh, Wednesday night. And uh, that'll be uh, at Moody Center. And I uh, hope to see you out there uh, for that one as Texas will take on uh, Louisiana and uh, the uh, Raging Cajuns coming in. And as you just heard uh, Rodney Terry talk about what they'll be dealing with with the Cajuns and that they always seem to have a guy who can be a real prospect and a guy who can cause them uh, a lot of trouble. And in, and in that case, uh, the guy – who can do that for Louisiana's Jordan Brown. They was talking about 6'11", junior, a transfer from Arizona, and that's the guy who can uh, perhaps uh, give your team uh, a difficult time. Jordan Brown is averaging 19 points and 7 rebounds per game. And uh, as, you heard, as you heard Ronnie Terry mention, he's a real uh, NBA prospect as well. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. It's Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, and you'll hear it on the horn on 1049 1019 at AM 12, 60, 630 airtime, 7 o'clock with the tip off. The Texas women play Wednesday afternoon at 2, 2 o'clock Wednesday afternoon. Well, more on that coming up. We'll have our Longhorn Notebook, also our Flex 30 update when we continue with Light the Tower on the horn 1049 1019 AM 12, 60. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Waste, Snoop Daniel with you. Hope to have Jeff Howe back tomorrow. We'll, we'll see. We're with you up through Thursday. And uh, then, of course, everybody taking off for the holiday weekend. Hope your holiday week itself is going well. Be careful. Out there on the highways and byways, wrap those pipes, please. Make sure to uh, 
uh, because it's going to get brutally, really cold. And, and when, how's your situation? When again is Thursday, uh, especially uh, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Like lows are going to be in the teens. So, so it brings me to my question for you, Snoop. How's your situation at the Dell Valley dwelling? I mean, you guys, you need to wrap up some pipes or something. I don't know. That's, no, they can do it. See, it ain't no big thing to you until you don't have no water. Just telling you, <laughs> might want to check with you. Yeah, with your I roommates. do need to shower. That I do. That is an yeah. important function of that place. Do you 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 get along with your roommates? Yeah, oh, don't yeah, you? yes. Yeah, okay, I do. I do love them. I mean, those are my boys. Okay, you know, just just. You know, just different lifestyles. Okay. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> now, do they share one bedroom and you have one to yourself? Is yes, that the deal? I do. I have my, yeah. But, no, the, the deal is, like, they'll use uh, my bathroom, yeah. you know, so that's, but yeah. I don't mind because I'm not like that. Like, oh. Yeah, don't use my yeah, right. shower. You don't want them going in there and clogging their beard. Sorry about you, Charlotte, but no. Brisket always does that to me. You know, you, you didn't, you know? No, okay. heck no, right. no. Okay. They... Oh, anyway, all right. Just, They're good uh, dudes, you know. It's just, um, it's good. <laughs> it is good because I do love them and, uh, and happy holidays. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's uh, first of all bring you your Flex Thirty <laughs> okay. update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Well, the recap of the state championship week, it, was, it, it started... Obviously, on uh, Wednesday morning, 1A Division II state championship, Benjamin won that. Both of the six-man games wound up being mercy-ruled, 45'd, if you will, um, as they say it. Uh, Benjamin, uh, the 40, uh, and both happened in the third quarter. Uh, the uh, Benjamin win over Lorraine uh, happened in the third quarter. They won 68-30. Then after that, the... Uh, the uh, second six-man game captured by defending state champion Westbrook. There were two programs that successfully defended their titles in the same division. One of those was Westbrook, which won uh, 69-24 over Abbott to win that. The other was South Oak Cliff, which won in 5A Division II and uh, kind of steamrolled Port Nature's Groves in the second half to win that one 34-24. You had two other state champions who repeated as champions but not in the same division and they both did it in exactly the same way on Thursday night Franklin beat Brock on a walk-off field goal that was for the three division one state title Franklin won last year and then in 382 and then the next day the afternoon game 4A Division One, China Spring, which had won the 4A Division Two crown a year ago, also needed a 20-yard walk-off field goal to complete the comeback from down 21-0 to Bernie to beat uh, Bernie 24-21. Other state champions include Albany for the first time under Denny Faith, uh, career win number 344 as they, they won the state title. Big weekend for the big country because Hawley won as well out there in the Abilene area. Hawley beat Refurio 54-28 to win that one. Gunner, no surprise, in winning the 3A Division II state crown and, and rolling over 
Pote to win that. No surprise at all. 4A Division II, Carthage winning state championship number nine for Scott Surratt. Nine rings for him now. Uh, the, the story is he keeps them all like in a Walmart sack, like oh. in his home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, in the uh, 5A Division I title, Alito's won more than any other program. 11 state championships. Then you get to the 6A. DeSoto wins its second state title. Remember they won the one in 2016, Snoop Daniels' alma mater, uh, as as they won back in 2016 over Cibolo Steel. Uh, they won, pulling away from Vandegrift to win that one. Now, I, I have to ask you, Snoop. I know you had to be disappointed. I, you made it very abundantly clear that you were rooting for Vandy. Vandy, yes. Okay. Now that it's over, uh, I know you wanted them to win. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You still kind of have a little bit of pride in that your alma mater won a state football championship? Uh, you know, I'm proud of, of Dallas because yep, Dallas I've, all, I've always said that I was able to break out in Austin because I had a Dallas work ethic. Yeah, there you go. And uh, so, yeah. It's funny you bring up work because you're going to hear that coming up in the conversation. Jason Todd, the coach at South Oak Cliff, won Friday night to make it back-to-back state titles. So you had South Oak Cliff, DeSoto, and then Duncanville winning the state championship. Second state title for Duncanville. They won back in 98, beat Commerce Judson in the Astrodome. But the story was how they come so close three times against Kalina Park North Shore and lost all three times. On a Hail Mary in 2018, lost by a touchdown in 2019, lost by a touchdown last year. So they lost three times uh, on final plays or late touchdown scored. This time it took a late stop from Duncanville. The game was tied at 21-all at the half, and that Panther defense was ferocious in the second half. Colin, Colin Simmons. Simmons. Boy, is he, it, it, you can see why he's a five-star recruit. Yeah, and, and he got almost buttoned, He almost got naked after, and they had to tell him to keep his clothes on. I don't know what he was doing, but he was very ecstatic about yeah. winning. Yeah, yeah, and, and they won. And so was Reginald Samples after yeah. the game. This was from our uh, Bally Sports Southwest telecast. Uh, C.T. Steckel uh, was on the Duncanville sideline during the course of the game, and he caught up to Coach Samples. Uh, it was right after they'd won, and I just took a breath, and the producer said, "My ear, you don't even need to, you don't even need to toss it to him. C.T., it's yours." And boom, and he took it. Well, Coach, 32 years as a head coach, 323 wins, and you finally get a state championship. How does the dream compare to the reality? It's about time. It's about time. Worked a long time for it. You always make it about your players and your coaches. For all the guys who ever played for you and coached for you, what is your message to them right now? Just keep working, and it'll come. Work hard and believe in your kids and your coaches. Your defense pitched the shutout in the second half. You knew it would come down to them. How did they lead you all season long? We just said keep our composure. You know, so we're going to have bad games, but we kept our composure. Hey, I'm a coach's kid. I know how much this means to everybody involved. 
how much behind the scenes have they played a role to help you get here today? Oh, uh, uh, you know what? It's unbelievable. Guys like you and everybody that called and wished me well, I can't say enough. Coach, congratulations. We're so happy for you. You had to, you had to feel good. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you had to feel good for him. Obviously, uh, with with everything he's gone through and uh, physical challenges as well. So, uh, you had to had to send along the congratulations to him. So, uh, congratulations uh, to Reginald Samples and uh, the Duncanville Panthers. Uh, they finally able to break through. And as you mentioned, Snoop, you know that's. Uh, you know that's uh, you know uh, Dallas County, and and uh, even on uh, Friday night when South Oak Cliff won, uh, Jason Todd said, uh, you know, when at the time when they asked him how, you know, what what folks uh, should say to him or whatever, you know, that sort of thing, he he said, I want him to call me coach two times, uh, <laughs> and uh, Claude Mathis, former Bartlett Bulldog. Won the state championship in uh, 1990, playing running back for Bartlett, and again in '92, and and credited. I know you'll remember this guy. Credited his position coach Trent Gregory, who of course was later yeah. head coach at Anderson, and so also briefly uh, was Claude before going up to the Metroplex's first stint at DeSoto. Left to be on Chad Morris's staff at SMU. And then went uh, back into the high school scene as the coach at Marshall out in East Texas and then came back to DeSoto and and did a great job. So uh, congratulations to uh, those uh, South Dallas County. But anyway, Jason Todd, the coach at South Oak Cliff, said, um, that, you know, he said, I fully expect, because this is Dallas County, and I expect those other two schools that are playing tomorrow to do the same. And they did. And think about this. South Oak Cliff started 0-3, two of the three losses, Duncanville and DeSoto. They also lost to Lancaster, another South Dallas County school, that, that went two rounds deep in the playoffs. And then they got their first win over, wait for it, Snoop, Parish Episcopal, and had to rally back to win that game. A Parish Episcopal team that beat LBJ, that beat Alito, that beat China Spring. I didn't know they had the China. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, they were the number one. Uh, private school team in the state. They won the private school state. That was a really good program. Really good program. So he said that he expected that. Who's on this team? <laughs> I need to go down Quarterback there. was good. Mm. I, I know the quarterback was good. So anyway, uh, that there it is. That is our Flex 30 update for the day. It's time now for a Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook. Yeah. Uh, got Longhorn Notebook. <laughs> Longhorn Notebook brought to you Sorry. by... You know it's coming. It's <laughs> all right. I was too. I was too entrenched in the conversation. I understand. <laughs> it's Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Erin Bowersock, your home loan expert. Uh, check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, bowersockteam.com. I mentioned yesterday that the uh, uh, Texas men, uh, Longhorn men, won uh, their game, uh, won that contest over Stanford and uh, won at 72 to 62. So uh, they won uh, their uh, their game in the Pac-12 coast-to-coast showdown. Then the Texas women followed behind, and it was close in the first quarter, and then the Longhorn women opened up about 
seven, eight point lead, and then and then USC was kind of hanging around a little bit, and then in the second half, Longhorn women uh, just blew it open at that point, won uh, very very handily uh, to win that contest. And they had several keys. You mentioned uh, Snoop, uh, Shaylee Gonzalez, who, who can step back and knock down a shot from just about anywhere on the floor. And she did a tremendous job. The Texas defense uh, forced 29 turnovers in the game, and it led to 25 points. And then there was the, the line that was put up by Rory Harmon. Now, Rory Harmon... Uh, somebody, uh, uh, I believe it uh, might have been Bob Lou at KI that pointed this out last night about her her or her line. Now get this, Snoop. Rory Harmon in the ball game scored nine points. She had eight turnovers, but she had seven assists. She had six rebounds. Uh, five of the rebounds were um, defensive rebounds. She had four fouls. She had. Uh, Three fouls drawn against her. She uh, also had went uh, 0 for 2 from the foul line and had one offensive rebound. In other words, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 is what, is what nice. she had. But the key numbers, nine points and uh, six rebounds and seven assists in the game. Not only that, she's been fighting a bad cold, wasn't feeling well and all this. And we had a... Um, uh, a, a, a different kind of broadcast position yesterday in Dallas. And this happens a lot of times with these um, uh, tournament or classic games th- that aren't used to a regular college setup. So they just basically put the broadcast positions wherever they can. And they put us at the top of the lower level at American Airlines Center, the, the concourse there. What a bad viewpoint, but you're not right down there on the floor. So I wasn't sure whether we'd have an opportunity to visit with a player because it, it would mean a walk through all the way up. No, no problem for Rory. She's kind of weaved her way through the crowd, came up there along with assistant coach uh, Lindsey Wisdom Hilton. They both came up and sat down as we had conversations with her, and this was my conversation with Rory Harmon, who had that big game yesterday for the Texas women. Kathy Harston said that Rory Harmon needed to come upstairs. Our broadcast position's up on the concourse level because she said Rory didn't work hard enough. 9.6 rebounds and 7 assists. I'd say you worked pretty hard today. I, it looked like you guys had a lot of fun out there. Oh, yeah, it was fun. No, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little under the weather, so I look kind of gassed. But, <laughs> I mean, just to be able to contribute by putting the ball in the basket and, you know, grab those rebounds and also dish to my teammates who are obviously making buckets for me to get those assists. That's how we win basketball games. So, um, and it's fun. I love playing with them, and it's very fun. You win it with defense as well, and you forced 29 turnovers this afternoon. A lot of pressure on the ball. I did not know that number, but that's a great number. Of, <laughs> I think we had 13 at the half, and, I mean, that's just one of the things that we need to get to. We need to start playing defense. I mean, we know we can get the ball in the bucket, but defense is what wins games, like you said, and, and that's what culture our culture is about here. So, Rory, is it is it also a situation too now? You've gotten to the semester break, class over. Everybody can kind of dial in a little bit more on the basketball, more. And you guys have had to make a lot of adjustments because of the injury, including your own injury. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just praying for every single student athlete, D1 player, whoever it is who has been through a little tough injury, and you know, season injuries, small injuries, and those are really tough. Um, but yeah, my own injury, those are the things that make me mad. It was just like a little foot injury that you can't really do nothing about it. Um, there's a lot I can do off the court, but, you know, I prefer to be on the court. And 
then like Emma, I mean, you know, Emma, we love Emma to death, and she still has a positive attitude, and I mean, I'm just glad she's still here with us. She, she finally came back on the trip with us. Um, she missed the last trip, but those are the things you really can't do anything about, but just look on the bright, like the positive side, the brighter side, and just keep pushing. Now, you're an excellent student, but are you glad that the fall semester is done? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty blessed I didn't have any finals. I was completely blessed that I didn't have any finals, and I'm just glad that I've turned my last assignment, and I'm ready for the Christmas break. <laughs> All right. You have enough, you got one more game before the break, yes. too, next week. You have enough energy to get back down the steps and get to the locker? Um, I guess we'll have to see. I'm playing. Right. <laughs> she did. She got back downstairs. Uh, so uh, they play Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with the holiday break and everything. 2 o'clock, Texas against Houston Christian, and then the Longhorn men on, uh, excuse me, I said Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday at 2 o'clock at Moody Center, Texas women against Houston Christian. Wednesday night at 7, Longhorn men, who, by the way, are still ranked number 7. The poll just came out. AP poll there, number 7. And uh, Longhorn men in action Wednesday night against the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. So we hope you'll uh, make it out for that. We have the women's game on 105.3 The Bat, uh, beginning at 145 on Wednesday afternoon. Longhorn men, of course, here on the Horn, 6.30, airtime, 7 o'clock, tip-off. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on the Horn. Hey, folks, it's Bucky here, and I want to tell you about one of my good friends over at Syntex Tickets, Shelby, the best local sources for tickets you need. Syntex Tickets has tickets for every event, from college football to college basketball. We'll get ready to wrap it up here. Uh, someone asked, said, uh, so now that Bijan is officially announced, he's going to the draft, what do you think his chances for a Heisman would have been if he stayed for next season? Really good. Uh, you don't know what other quarterbacks going to emerge because we know how quarterbacks pretty much dominate that award, but he certainly would have had an opportunity for that, a good chance. So, um Somebody said, Craig, what are your thoughts about a 7A division given the size of some of the high school enrollment? The problem is what it usually is. Geography west of I-35. You've got like a handful of schools that would be, even in a 7A division, have the enrollment. In Odessa Permian, uh, uh, what's now Midland Legacy, several of those other schools. And you'd be talking about an over 300-mile road trip for a district game. Those are some of the problems that they would have. And it would be a trickle-down below that as well. But it's something they always look at consider. The next realignment comes up in February of 2023. All right. It's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for joining us. And February 2024, by the way, is the next. Uh, we hope to have Jeff Howe back tomorrow. We'll find out. Meanwhile, for our man behind the glass... Our erstwhile producer, Snoop Daniel. I'm Craig Way. We thank you for joining us. Drive careful out there during this holiday season. Stay tuned. Chad and Zay are up next. We'll visit with you right here tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock on Light the Tower.
spend more time at home. Enjoy your home by making upgrades with Premier Glass Austin. Premier Glass is Austin's top.